Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Nia Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. This week, we are going to be talking about the poet Camille T. Dungy. She was born in 1972 in Denver, Colorado. Growing up, she moved often because her father was an academic physician and taught at many different medical schools. Dungy earned a BA from Stanford and an MFA from the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. Currently, she is a professor from the English department at Colorado State University. Dungy has published many works, with a number of them winning awards. Her historical narrative, Stuck in the Morrow, published in 2010, is a winner of an American Book Award, a California Book Award, and a Northern California Book Award. What to Eat, What to Drink, What to Leave for Prison, published in 2006, is a sonnet collection that was a finalist for both the Penn Center USA Literary Award and the Library of Virginia Literary Award. Her other publications include Tropic Cascade, published in 2007, Smith Blue, published in 2011, and more. Dungy's work has earned her a plethora of fellowships and awards. These include those from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Guggenheim Foundation, the American Antiquarium Society, Kavi Kanem, and the list goes on. Camille T. Dungy claims that she has been a writer. When she was younger, before she even knew how to properly write, she would scribble things on a page and call them stories. Her other interests, such as music and martial arts, were also necessary components to build her skills as a writer. Learning different instruments helped Dungy understand the importance of sound, an essential element when reading and writing. She also developed a deep focus for her martial arts training, saying that the time focus on the body was key to her ability to live in the dark spaces the writing required of her mind. In terms of theme, Dungy often returns to nature as the foundation for her work. She grew up surrounded by outdoor space, which played a huge influence in how she perceives and connects with the world. As she started writing, she began to notice that there was an absence of conversation about black people writing about nature. Compelled to correct this, she strove to shed light on what has now become the theme that grounds much of her writing. In one interview, she states, I am never thinking about nature because I don't understand a way we can be honest about who we are without understanding that we are nature. I think this quote really encapsulates how she values the influence of her environment as her surroundings helped her develop her sense of self. Aside from nature, Dungy also draws upon her passion for history to shape her writing. Since both of her parents are history buffs, Dungy has grew up with the idea that the past is electric and alive. To understand the truth of oneself is to examine how one arrived there, and that all begins with history. She says that she is tied to history as she is in the present, as reflecting on her origins has given her the empathy to examine the commonalities between her and those in other communities. For today's episode, the poem we'll be reading is Characteristics of Life. This poem was published in 2012 and is centered around nature, a theme that we've said Dungy often weaves into her work. In this persona poem, Dungy speaks up for non-human life. She examines the similarities between her and other living things, threading the commonalities into her poem. She states, To speak up for the life forms of the world in this such of a radically empathetic way is, as you suggest, a kind of witness. It is also a kind of activism. 
and it is also a kind of love. So here's Camille T. Dungy's poem, Characteristics of Life. A fifth of animals without backbones could be at risk of extinction, says scientists. BBC Nature News. Ask me if I speak for the snail, and I will tell you I speak for the snail. Speak of the underneathness and the welcome of mosses, of life that springs up, little lives that pull back and wait for a moment. I speak for the damselfly, water skeek, Mollusk, the caterpillar, the beetle, the spider, the ant. I speak for the time before spinelessness was frowned upon. Ask me if I speak for the moon jelly. I will tell you one thing today and another tomorrow, and I will be as consistent as anything alive on this earth. I move as the currents move, with the breezes. What part of your nature drives you? You and your cubicle ought to understand me. I filter and filter and filter all day. Ask me if I speak for the Nautilus, and I will be silent as the Nautilus shell on a shelf. I can be beautiful and useless if that's all you know to ask of me. Ask me what I know of longing, and I will speak of distances between meadows, of night-blooming flowers. I will speak the impossible hope of the firefly, you with the candle burning, and only one chair at your table must understand such wordless desire. To say, it is mindless, is missing the point. I feel like this poem is very, like, powerful and peaceful with the nature that she adds into it and I really just love the way that she adds nature to kind of really explain like her outlook on life and almost in a way of like owning herself and her power and what's true to her and I really love that so thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Camille T. Dungy and make sure you share this podcast with your friends and family members and I'll see you guys next week bye